to bring you this important message. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Be afraid. No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Ghouls and gore. And sometimes a little more. My bloody podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Bloody Podcast. We're so excited to be here on a Thursday, the middle of October. It's spooky season. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we have a wonderful show today. I'm Brian Kluger, and I'm joined by the host with the most, Preston Barta. Let me hear you scream all up in suburbia. <laughs> yes, I'm ready to get a little neighborly here. Yeah, let, let's, let's get neighborly, because we have... A fantastic, a legendary intercontinental champion of documentaries in the cinema right here, coming all the way in from the West Coast. Jordan Roberts, how are you? Doing good, man. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate the intro. Heck yeah. Uh so we're we're gonna we're gonna get into your new show, John Carpenter's Suburban Screams, which is airing on Peacock. But first, we got to start at the beginning. I got to know this with your amazing resume, which we're going to get into. What did your parents show you in the documentary world that you were just like, boom, I'm into documentaries? Well, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I I actually didn't start with documentaries. I started watching movies. Um, you know, I was inspired by, you know, Scorsese and uh you know, uh, uh, Kubrick and Carpenter and, you know, all these guys. So the documentary thing kind of fell in my lap uh, after film school. Mm. Oh, that's that's super cool. And what did, did you make a documentary in film school? Do you remember which no, one? Actually, I, I made a scripted film in film school. Um, but, um, you know, uh, you know, I was always fascinated by documentaries, certainly, you know, Errol Morris, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, things like Grey Gardens and, you know, those kind of really kind of cinematic takes on documentaries. So, um, you know, I kind of bring a filmmaker like scripted aesthetic. Uh, and then uh, meeting up with Brett Morgan and Annette Burstein kind of brought me into the documentary world uh, with Kids Stays in the Picture. Which is an amazing film. And that's such a cool piece of cinema history that you got to be a part of to make yeah. something that great. Do you, do you remember when you were, because that was earlier in your career, uh, that you, you were, was there a moment back then where you're like, oh my goodness, this is like something so big. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, Brett, Brett was a friend of mine uh, and I went to film school with Nanette. Uh, I went to high school, actually, with Brett um, and I went to high school with uh, Bob Evans kid, um, Josh Evans. So it was an interesting, you know, it was like, all right, I was just like, you know, whatever, trying to make it in the business. Um, but I knew we were making something 
different when it was like okay there's no interviews so uh how are we gonna like entertain people for an hour and a half and uh you know when they started presenting these kind of pictures cut up and smoke rising and that stuff we hadn't really seen that before and i was like okay we're on to something that's that's what i love with a lot of your a lot of your projects including the wonderful haunted series and then john carpenter's suburban screams you have like an uncanny ability to kind of navigate that documentary style with high-end kind of horror narratives is there like a line that you know you have to walk that you don't tip off to one side too much or where did you learn to do that i mean it's mostly intuitive i mean there's definitely a line to walk because uh the documentary when you're dealing with real people uh, or, or especially dealing with real people that have had real trauma um, you need to, you know, even in haunted or suburban screams, so you need to be cognizant about that. You need to prepare that, prepare them for that um, when you take liberties, you know, with their stories. Um, so, you know, and, and you're also kind of have these boundaries of the truth, which also are good boundaries because it allows you to explore, you know, what is truth and uh, bring cinematic qualities, you know, to still make it, you know, an entertaining and impactful experience. Mm -hmm. So was it more organic, you would say, to kind of decide, let's go with the subjects talking in this moment, like they set up the story and everything, and then this might be a better moment for us to do a more narrative-based type of thing. Yeah, I mean, on Haunted, um, you know, I, I've been kind of like pioneering this kind of like truth meets scripted docu meets filmmaking thing for, for quite some time now, uh, even way back. But now we're starting to get some budgets for it. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, to, to have a proper experience, I mean, nothing even in documentary, you know, you're never right once the cameras are there i mean we know reality tv all this stuff it, it changes everything right so mm -hmm. why not you know use all the tools to kind of create i think herzl said like an ecstatic realism right? right so you know so you blur the lines and it's okay as long as you're being true to the intent i guess uh and, and respectful of the real people involved Right, right. So was it like filling in the, the gray spaces, so to speak, with your own creative interpretations? You know, it's all simultaneous. I think the trick when you're you're blending formats and kind of creating what I think this is kind of a, a new genre of storytelling is that, you know, you can't step on like like traditional recreation shows, Unsolved Mysteries, all that stuff's great. But what they do is they kind of talk over the, the 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 cinematic stuff or show kind of imagery to evoke stuff. But once you're bringing in like scripted dialogue and stuff like this or trying to create emotion and scares, you can't talk over it. You got to right. build suspense in the scene like you would in any feature film. And you got to be really careful to let the, the, the real part be real and somehow blend into the the scripted part, but let that breathe enough where you, you can have a proper experience and not, you know, kill it um, right. by talking over it. Yeah. Yeah. I was really t uh, taken by 
uh, episode two, which I believe you directed. And there's a shot of the uh, killer where he's getting arrested, but you show his eyes and like, who knows like what really face he was making, but it's such an eerie and raw feeling in the moment that I feel like that's like probably a really good illustration of you, you know, uh, doing your own creative flourishes throughout. Uh, thank you. I mean, yeah, I, I'm glad you responded to that. I mean, you know, it, it, with, with with the killer comes home, you know, in suburban screams that I directed, it was, uh, you know, it, it, we're not doing like a psychological profile on the killer, you know. So, you know, the 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 goal is to to tell the story and have the audience feel like they're being hunted, you know, and and what emotions come out of that, almost in the you know in the victim's shoes. So that mm -hmm. choice at the end when he's being arrested, you know, looking directly at camera, you know, kind of, you know, booked ended, created sort of a finale where he's looking right yeah. in your eyes, like you could be next. And I yeah. think that elicits all kinds of emotion that's still true to the, the, the docu-story. Yeah, before I turn it back over to Brian, I got to ask the question that's kind of posed at the very beginning by John Carpenter himself during the intro. How do you look at your neighbors differently? <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't live in a world of fear. Um, I, I think I'm fascinated by what's going on in my neighbors. I mean, I try to shake their hands and say hi to them, uh, you know, here and there. Um, but it is fascinating to, to look around, you know, I look out my window right now and it's like, what the hell is going on in that house? Um, <laughs> you know, there's always that curiosity and certainly, you know, growing up as a kid, there's like a house on the street that's like, oh shit, that's, can I curse on this thing? Uh, yeah, that's, fine. that's, that's, that's the haunted house, you know, and it gets into your head, you know? Um, so it, it's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting and fun and kind of, I think something everything everyone can relate to, like what's happening on the block, you know. Yeah. Um, so good place to explore for horror. Definitely. It is, and like I think, just like haunted, and so much in suburban screams. I love that in each episode, it like tackles something like from maybe a haunted house to an axe wielding guy in a rabbit suit to possessed people to a murderer who's killing journalists <laughs> which you know <laughs> which We're is journalists. great yeah so in the research that you did and your team did was there something that was just too crazy to like do a story about or was there something that you really want to tackle that is for a, a potential next season yeah. I mean, we go through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories. Um, and there's certainly ones that, you know, I'd be excited to uh, get into. And I, I think the the idea of, you know, being able to tell these kind of suburban stories, you know, you know, you're able to kind of filter that lens. And, uh, you know, uh, so there, there's easy, it's easy to throw out a lot of them. Um uh but you know we can only make six on the first season so there's certainly a a chunk more <laughs> to get into for the next one 
Was there one in this season that you really wanted to dive more into that you've maybe have found like there's the story within the story? Is is there something like that that you found? Yeah, I mean, I chose, you know, I chose A Killer Comes Home for a reason um, with Alan Legier. It is the premise of, uh, I mean, it's basically the exact plot of Halloween. And I happen to be doing a John Carpenter show. I mean, a guy gets murders and gets arrested and comes back and terrorizes his hometown it is the plot of halloween and mm -hmm. i think that's like there's something to that uh, i certainly would you know think that we could get deeper into that one and there's a reason why i directed that one i think there's uh the bunny man i think uh you know an urban legend that has truth to it i think there's a lot of avenues to go with that um, so, uh, you know, I, I think those, the, those two, I might be looking at for, for future things. Mm. That, that's, so are you going to go ahead, Brad? No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to ask if, uh, in, in preparation of the episode that you directed, what were the conversations like with Carpenter or did you end up just chatting about basketball? In video <laughs> <laughs> you know john john talks when he wants to talk i mean you know uh uh you know i we we did talk about it um he really wanted to do uh the phone stalker episode it resonated mm -hmm. with him um something about the technology and you know and 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 and, and the kind of woman that's you know dealing with almost otherworldly forces uh, through her technology resonated with him so i'm like well he's doing that i'm gonna do the halloween one and he's like fine <laughs> go for it <laughs> that's that's great is it like did you get to go on set and watch john in his element at all oh yeah yeah i was on set for uh every everything uh, every everything episode. and is it like watch it you, you like does it seem like after maybe an absence from coming back, is it like he's like a duck to water? He's like in his element and you're yeah. like watching John do back and forth. Awesome. What was that? Talk? Tell me. It was, it was awesome. I mean, you know, it was awesome. I mean, I grew up on his films. Uh, you know, I, I saw, you know, Escape from New York in the theater as a you know, kid and the thing and, and all this. And I've watched them all again now, of course, since I'm making the series and wanted to make sure some of his DNA kind of got spread throughout. So, you know, seeing him direct and just how decisive he is um and how he works with his actors and uh was just it was it was super cool. It was a joy. That's um, awesome. That's that's just so great to know that you got to work with him. And it, was there a moment during this whole endeavor of suburban screams where you kind of had an outer body experience and you said, "Holy shit, this is amazing." I mean, I don't know if I had an outer body experience, but I appreciate you think it's amazing. I mean, you know, filmmaking's hard, man. I mean, you know, I mean, we love it, but, it, you know, it's hard. So there's a lot of like questioning and self-doubt and decision-making and, and all of that stuff. So I don't think I ever, I'm happy with the series. I, I think it's, I think it's fucking awesome, but, um, you know, uh, I don't really function in the way of like, oh, this is great. You know, it's just not. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's so good. And I, I, I want, I want to switch gears um, a little bit from suburban screens because I really want to bring this up because 
Preston and myself are very, very much in love with dogs and our dog people. And you, I know, are really into dogs and you got to work with Caesar. What, how did that come about? What, what's your relationship with dogs? Why are they the best people? You know, all, all the questions. Oh, that's cool. You bring that up. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I love dogs. Uh, I had a Boston Terrier and I trained him named Oscar. I, I have another one named Walter Oscar passed, but, um, I, at that time, uh, I had a dog and I watched all of, you know, dog whisper episodes, you know, uh, to train them and it worked. And, uh, you know, I, I was looking for a gig and, and through my agents and all that stuff, they're like, hey, you know, Caesar needs a new show. Uh, the dog whisperer thing's done. He doesn't own it, blah, blah, blah. How do we like, you know, reinvent, you know, Caesar Milan and give him a platform? And I'm like, I, yeah, of course I want to do that. I got to work with Caesar. I've got a passion for dogs. I love my dog. They're my best friends. Um, so I was able to kind of create a, a new format for him to shine in. And it was a blast. It was a blast. Got to be with dogs all the time. Got to learn a lot of the behaviors. Uh, he's the real deal. He, he really, he really does what he's, what he says. He, he's, he's amazing. Hmm. You got to make some horror movies where dogs don't die. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, I was just thinking like, don't dogs have like this sixth or seventh sense to sense evil and ghosts? And I was like, this would be a perfect episode for uh, Suburban Screams at some point. <laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, we did one with a cat, I think, and Haunted. Um, I'm not a cat guy, but yeah, I mean, they, they do have a sixth sense, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're amazing. They're amazing creatures. Uh, and mine comes everywhere with, with me. Uh, we shot a bunch in... Uh, Prague for su suburban screens, a lot of the, the scene work stuff. And uh, he flew, just he flies to Prague with me, and you know, he's there on set. So I'm a dog guy. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Um, with all of the the documentaries and the films you have done, where did you step into horror? What what was the horror door that you walked through? Let's see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, it, it it's all it's it, it's all storytelling and filmmaking horror you know gives you an avenue you know fear is such a primal emotion it gives you an avenue to really explore you know the the human condition i guess um you know it might just be cheap thrills or jump scares but somewhere underneath you can really like see what people are made of so i would i'd say i was drawn to it like that um i watch um you know, uh, the films, you know, obviously The Exorcist, The Shining, Halloween, you know, these are films that have affected me. I had an opportunity, I guess, um, to do horror with the Haunted series um, and fortunately uh, uh, propagate the production company and Howard Owens and, and, and uh, uh, BP Jenkins and, and also uh, uh, Netflix, Amy Cohen, um, allowed me to... to uh, you know, to, to do my thing, which was to blend, you know, the truth enhancing the scary, um, mm -hmm. which was, I guess, the genesis of, of, of how this stuff started. Mm -hmm. When in your own consumption of films, uh, whether documentary or narrative, did you notice that, I don't, this may be a, a larger question, but 
there's a difference to me in watching a horror movie that has so many truths in it where, you know, somebody like Carpenter that kind of weaves in all these like real things going on in the world. And, and whether it's uh, something like they live with uh, uh, things that are going on in marketing and stuff like that. And, and then watching something that's a documentary that may deal with those issues in a more head on way. Yeah. Have you like noticed like a big difference between the two? Do you kind of view towards one towards the other or do you feel like there's like a way to kind of you know take take truths from whether uh using it through genre or using it through documentary that uh kind of blended them like you do in your in your in your yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's what i strive to do uh so and hopefully pull it off on suburban screams i mean i think uh you know i mean documentary you know straight documentary box you in to explore i guess but it never really scares you mm -hmm. uh, and uh if you're able to uh, blend them you can explore um paranormal you can explore you know killer psychopaths but you can also you know evoke emotion and fear um into the audience um you know if you do it with the right touch um, and that's why, you know, I'm I'm compelled to uh, to pioneer this this genre. Yeah, yeah. In in the first episode, I I wrote down this note about you know curious. We were talking about cats earlier, so curiosity killed the cat. Um, this this idea of like you learn something, but you just feel compelled to know more about it in mm -hmm. in, in that supernatural episode. Does something like that, after watching that episode, being creatively involved in it, have you noticed, maybe, perhaps not, or maybe maybe had a, because it comes up in the episode and it's a reason why you made the uh, episode in, uh, in general already, um, can you fight that impulse to, uh, I guess, kind of fight the impulse to not be as curious when it involves something as dangerous as something like that is in that particular episode fight the impulse to be curious um, yeah well i mean we're we're humans we're curious by yeah. nature and so in that particular episode curiosity yeah. caused them oh, a lot of damage can you like have a meter on you to be able to know let, let my curiosity drive me forward here or maybe that's not a good idea yeah don't go in the dark basement i see what exactly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker, you know, so it's uh, it all I'm able to to detach, you know, in those you know, in those moments, and uh, uh, and try to be as fearless as possible and as curious as possible, and damn the consequences, you know, right. um, you know, otherwise, how are you going to make something good? So you know, uh, that's uh, you know that's the way I look at it. So when you're dealing with dark stuff, uh, supernatural stuff, stuff where curiosity kills the cat, uh, I'm willing to be the cat and get killed. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Um, when Carpenter came along, was this something he came to you and pitched? Did you come pitch to him? And what what was the the straw that was like, hey, I'm coming aboard this? Was there something like that? Yeah, it was, you know, uh, Tony DeSanto over at uh, Diga Studios. Uh, we had done something, uh, you know, way back when. And uh, and he called me and said, I'm doing a thing with John Carpenter. And I'm like, well, where can I sign up? I mean, it was pretty much 
that easy um you know uh or, well it's never easy but you know <laughs> but we uh yeah that that was it I, I of course i wanted to make it um and then uh you know then it was like okay so i'm gonna meet john and i'm like ah, am i gonna be this guy's best friend and drinking buddy hell no i'm not going to be he's john carpenter um but he's uh you know he was a, a really i mean he was a collaborator uh, in his own way so that was uh that was that was super cool that's amazing. I, I love that. Um, so being involved in the cinema world and getting to make all of these different projects and different genres, it turns out that you're really a cinematic aficionado. Um, are there any particular scenes in movies that have always stuck with you that help shape you creatively? Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we're gonna like, you know, I could talk to you all day about this. I mean, of course. I mean, I think everyone does. I mean, I think the first film that really got me in high school for some reason was Red Desert. It was an Antonioni film. So I'm going to get like all arty. I went to film school, so I've got a, a pretty big encyclopedia in my head of, of stuff. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that film evoked a lot of interesting emotion in me, uh, kind of almost nihilistic uh kind of effect uh through the characters and the cinematography and and the set and setting on that um really obscure reference but that was it um and then you know honestly like early like ralph bakshi films the he was an animated yeah like wizards <laughs> yeah wizards dope uh, uh heavy traffic uh you know uh street fight um for some reason, those really resonated with me because they had this real kind of urban like dialogue and like grittiness, but they were animated. So there's this like fantasy element to them. Um, so, you know, that I guess I can draw a parallel to the, the stuff I'm doing now where it's like there's kind of this gritty real stuff, but it's fucking animated. So, you know, it's uh, it takes you to a whole different place. That's cool. Um, if there if you had to if you had to get a line from a movie tattooed on yourself what line from the movie would it be Man, <laughs> you guys are tough, you guys are tough. <laughs> i mean oh jesus i mean the first one pops in my head is the horror I mean, just because we're making a horror series, it's like the apocalypse. No, I don't know. That's just popping in my head. Why not? I love that. I love that. Um, music question for you. Sure. If you were to curate a Grateful Dead concert and you got to pick the opening song and the finale song, which songs are you going with? You know what, man? They just play. I'm sorry. I ain't giving you that one. <laughs> they, they, they play it. I listen. They play it different every time. Um, you know, I do have my favorites, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, if they're gonna, uh, oh, all right, I'll, I'll circle back here. Uh, Broke Down Palace, uh, resonates with me. Um, my dad it was one of the few songs my dad would sing. Um, that's a really heartfelt, soulful song to me. So that resonates with me a lot. Um, and Ripple. Um, but you know, at a concert, I just want them to play and I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen and dance and, and enjoy it. That's awesome. That's so cool. I love that. I love that. I, I've I've seen them live too. So that was it's it's a joy. Um, Preston, any last questions? I was I was gonna close this out, um, but uh, thank you so incredibly much for your your time today. We very much appreciate it. 
Carpenter's a hero of ours, and uh, this series was fantastic, as Brian said. And I I enjoy reasons to uh, fear my neighbors. So thank you so much for this. <laughs> I appreciate it. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. I'm glad you guys uh, you guys are digging up. Yeah, and everybody, go to Peacock. Go to your nearest Peacock and stream John Carpenter's Suburban Screams. And uh, look up Jordan Roberts if you're in the area. Buy him a drink. Buy him a candy. <laughs> Pick you up on that. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Okay. All right. Bye now.